very excited to be able to speak with Wong Chu. So Wong Chu is actually a senior analyst from the Bhutan um, Duke Holding and Investment Limited. I will not share. I will not share with you more about him so that I will leave the surprise <laughs> to him. Thank you so much for uh, having having me and letting me talk about uh, what I do as well as what the program that I kind of represent does. Uh, does so. Okay, so I am Pema Wong Chu, but I guess you can just call me Wong Chu. I'm from the country of Bhutan which is not too far away from Singapore, I guess, you know, where you guys are east of us and we do have a few flights that connect. Hopefully a lot of you will come and visit us once COVID is over. <laughs> How is the freelancing landscape like in Bhutan right now? And what is the potential that you see in this um, growing sector, if I may? Sure. Um, I think freelancing in Bhutan currently is, it's quite nascent. Uh, it, it's fairly new. Um, there are domestic freelancers in Bhutan who operate in the domestic market. And Bhutan is a country that has a lot of, uh, it's tourism based, so a lot of hospitality and everything. So there's a lot of um, very basic websites that are required and our domestic freelancing market comes and develops these static websites and everything. More currently now, I think some of the more successful domestic freelancers are starting to look outwards into the international market. But this is also very, very uh, uh, basic, right? Now, very foundational what's happening. And uh, we're basically looking at how DHI can support these uh, kind of these initiatives and kind of look at trailblazing uh, Bhutanese penetration into the international freelancing market. Mm. So, uh, Wonshu, I know mm. you actually graduated uh, and completed a Master of Science, um, you know, from a UK uh, business school. Yeah. So, do you think that, um, you know, your short your time in London actually helps you to bring some of the insight back to Bhutan? Oh, definitely, definitely. Because I, I think it's always good to see perspective. Um, what, when you get to uh, have the opportunity to be in an educational system that's very developed and you get, and it's also in a country, you know, that's extremely developed in terms of its economy. And like you said, the freelancing kind of network and everything, you get to see that uh, the potential of what Bhutan can eventually reach, as well as you realize that uh, I think, you know, the concept of working uh, from home remotely is fairly new, especially in Bhutan. And in the UK, uh, even though it, I was there right around the time COVID was coming up, people were still working, in, just starting to work remotely from home and it was sustainable. So it kind of brought that perspective that if you know these are things that are being accepted, especially in such established kind of uh, countries, we can definitely try to access that also from Bhutan. So yeah. Mm. Great. So what are some of the challenges that you see are currently faced by the freelancers in Bhutan at the moment? Basically, I think uh, in terms of freelancing domestically, the domestic market is very, very minuscule in Bhutan. There are uh, 700, our, our total population is only about 720,000. So domestically, once we kind of uh, satisfy the requirements, I, I don't think there's enough volume of uh, of demand to maintain it domestically. And that's why I think we really need to access the international market. But now when you access the international market, yes, there's more opportunities, but there's also a lot more competition. And Bhutan, one of the biggest things Bhutan has is brand Bhutan, you know, the, the mystique of being from Bhutan and everything. And I think that becomes very hard to leverage when you're competing with the rest of the world. And understandably, um, people in the freelancing realm, you know, when they're looking for services, they're looking for the maximum amount of work that can be done for the minimum amount of money. So with us in Bhutan, in Bhutan, we really need to make sure that if we need to penetrate this international market, we need to 
be able to deliver on at least one of these uh, value propositions. Either we need to do it at a lot more economical value, or we need to do it at a much higher quality value. So um, some of the big uh, potentials we have here in Bhutan is that we have a very young population. The average age is around 27 years old. And we're very tech forward because you know the youth, uh, youth, the youth of the world right now are very co uh, comfortable interacting over social media and digital platforms and everything. So we have that going for us. And secondly, we are uh, very English fluent because English is actually the English uh, taught medium here. And I think other countries, especially in uh, in South Asia region like Bangladesh and India, which are powerhouses in the digital freelancing uh, market in in uh, in the world they generally might have issues with communication and everything. And that, those are things that we don't have. We're extremely fluent with English. Um, on top of that also, uh, we are a country where tourism and hospitality is a huge aspect of our business. So our, um, what do you call it? Our kind of our, our, our customer relations and our service, we're very service oriented and everything. So I think these are things that we can really leverage into becoming a, a, a force in the international freelancing market. Definitely, definitely. Um, so one of the things um, you were sharing with me earlier is that you were also working on a program, right, um, to help freelancers in Bhutan, right, um, to know yes, more yeah. about the trade. So would you be able to share with us a little bit more about the program that you're driving currently? Sure, yeah. So um, so under the DHI BIZAP banner, which I talked about that time, we have this new program called the Digital Skill Up Freelancing Program. And basically, the idea with this program was to take people who are passionate, very intelligent, and dedicated, but not necessarily having a strong background in tech, and give them skill sets, like a strong foundational skill sets on some digital literacy, uh, uh, what do you call it? digital li literacy components. So these include things like website development, uh, digital marketing, as well as mobile application development. And we do it completely without any coding. Because we think that initially, especially when you're trying to understand these concepts and seeing whether you want to be in this space, coding is quite uh, uh, quite intimidating a lot of the times. So we initially just wanted to attract people to come in and get a foundation in these uh, areas. And uh, we partnered with this company called Forward School, which is a Malaysian-based future skills school. And uh, they've been very accommodating and they've been basically being the, our educational provider aspect of that. So we took on, a, we've just finished our first uh, in-class training and we did a batch of 25 individuals and currently they're uh, taking part of the second part of the training program, which is the aftercare program, where we took the most um, highest potential members of that cohort of 25 or the batch of 25. And we took about 13 of them and we've given them uh, some infrastructure support in terms of a location, um, internet support as well as and like basically um, access to the leading domestic freelancer in Bhutan and basically it's an apprenticeship so they're embedded with him and they're on a revenue share model so as well as they do they get more money and for the next six months they're going to be trying to actually learn about how to take those skills that they've learned in the classroom and take it to practical uh, in, into the practical sphere because what we realized when we did our initial uh, program planning was that the skills, the skills are definitely there. Not only maybe not in, not even in the class that we taught, but there are a lot of other IT and tech graduates. But the barrier to entry into the freelancing kind of space is that the soft skills and the kind of meta, 
how do you take your skills and how do you market? How do you sell it and get access, you know, through these uh, platforms like Fiverr and freelancer.com and everything. So this is where our domestic freelancer comes in. So he's one of the, I think, one of the few, uh, I, you can count on one hand people who in Bhutan who have been successful in that international market and he's actually the leader of them. So that's basically what we're doing as of now. Gaining access, right, is always an issue. I mean, whether they are in Bhutan or in elsewhere, I guess, you know, um, it, because we also operate a freelance uh, network community in Singapore, right? Mm -hmm. So gaining access to international market has always been one of the key challenge. And it looks like, you know, you you have a lot planned out for, for the freelancers in Bhutan already. I would say they are quite lucky. So how can businesses actually tap into the freelancing pool in Bhutan? Sure. So as of now, like this is all uh, very new to us as well. It's uh, as as we're talking about it, it's kind of happening at the same time as well. We are uh, trying right now through the domestic freelancer through these platforms like Freelancer and Fiverr. He's attempting it in those ways, but we're also looking like um, at ways of kind of approaching different uh, networks or companies that kind of do this. Stuff. So like basically your your company, Jace. Uh, Creatives at Work is something that we definitely love to work with you guys. We'd love to get our participants and our kind of our graduates on in your network pool and everything, because uh, it, it's basically we're we're writing we're writing the script as we go kind of it. So as of now, um, directly if if there's anyone listening right now who might be interested in all, I would say please approach Jace or you could write directly to me um, and we could see what we can do. Um, in terms of pure hard tech skills, uh, we are not limited by that, but uh, there, there might be a few uh, initial kind of, um, what do you call it, matching of expectations and everything. But uh, Butanese are hard workers, we're passionate, and we're definitely eager to have the opportunity to prove ourselves in the market. So. Mm. Right. So currently, um, I guess, you know, of uh, 2021 is a very different year for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we never thought of things like COVID would happen and actually just affect, you know, everyone from regardless of where you are from. So just want to understand, to what extent um, do you think the freelancers are being affected in this pandemic? Um, and what are some of your takeaways or advice, right, for those freelancers moving forward? Right. I think, I think in a way, a bit of the silver lining of what happened in the world was, it, it was, it, it kind of proved freelancing as a concept for the rest of the world, you know. Fiverr, freelancer.com, these are websites and these are services that have been provided, I think, more than five years now, five, ten years. But now, because of what COVID happened and all of the kind of the regulations and the rules and not being able to actually go into work, freelancing, especially remote working, has become viable. And I think now uh, there are more opportunities, but at the same time, it's a lot more competitive also because people who necessarily wouldn't have been driven into the space are now into it as well. So my advice, I guess, would be uh, keep Grinding, I think that's one of the things that I've realized for freelancers um, is really important. You have to be proactive and you kind of have to keep at it until you get enough uh, experience as well as like references to be able to keep everything and move things towards critical mass. And right now there's a lot of opportunities, but there's also a lot of competition. And the best thing you can keep doing is be agile, I guess, keep moving and trying to expose yourself to as many opportunities as possible in the freelancing space. I'm just wondering in terms of the freelancing skill sets currently that you you have, right? Um, and you have mm -hmm. encountered, what proportion um, uh, are the skill sets being split? Like, for example, are they more in the creative space or are they more in the tech space? You know, do you have like statistics like this? 
Um, rough, roughly, I don't have anything solid, uh, but I do know that the majority of all of the freelancing that was ongoing was in terms of website development, web development, and everything. Uh, this was uh, pre-COVID, though, and this was also pre-DHI program. And I really hope that once our program gains a little more momentum, we're going to show that when you talk about freelancing, it doesn't only mean you know tech development in terms of like websites and mobile applications, but also, like you said, the, the creative space, right? Because now with graphic design and even audio, then uh, AV in general, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, writing scripts and all, these are things that uh, definitely have a, a space. And um, I would say it would be roughly off the top of my head, about 75 web development and kind of tech skills based and 25% uh, more in terms of creative. But I, I think that the ratio is going to change dramatically because when we look we, when we look domestically at the talent pool that's there now, you know, when you go on Instagram and you see all of these uh, Bhutanese art accounts and everything, people who are selling their pictures for commission and everything, I, I would count those as freelancers as well. I think the, the, ratio, is, uh, the ratio is changing and this idea that the, at least, I think it's been up. This idea has been already uh, spread outside of Bhutan, but in Bhutan, this idea that freelancing isn't just tech-based, you know, it's also creative-based. It's just that digital and computers are the platform and the medium of access. You know? So it's going to definitely flip over more now. Definitely. That's what we are seeing as well. So um, I think in the past, predominantly I'm the tech and creative, but we are also seeing, you know, um, industry, for example, like the pharmaceutical, like, right, are also going to freelancing as well. So uh, we continue to keep uh, running multiple batches of this training and kind of increasing our pool of talent and our ecosystem as well. We And to increase that ecosystem, we continue to keep reaching out to different, like, uh, impo important, powerful, uh, uh, what do you call it, entities in the space, like creatives at work, you know, develop our network, because um, we know that we have the talent and we, we just need to connect the dots almost, right? Basically, our, our main goal, uh, as uh, we've been reiterating again and again here at DHI, especially with freelancing, is we want to reach critical mass. You know, we, we, we want to give it all of the required resources and give it the encouragement and give it the momentum so eventually it can become sustainable. So in that end, like I said, we'll keep the programs going on and maybe uh, possibly also look at creating a talent pool, obviously vetted, that might not necessarily have gone through a training, but would have had the basically the skill sets that could be desirable and then kind of marketing that talent pool outside. So these are our two main areas that we're really trying to push into. Mm, right. Yeah, so so that sounds like a plan. So what are some of the opportunities that you think um, will be immediately available to your pool of uh, freelancers who has already graduated from the programs? So um, as of now, uh, we've actually had a few recruitments already um, from, from the pool. Some of our promising students, um, they, uh, participants, they underwent a selection process through our network through Forward School. And I want to reiterate, reiterate again that Forward School has been a very, very uh, supportive partner in our endeavors here in Bhutan, you know. And through their network, we've actually have, we've had placement of a few of our participants in uh, uh, more permanent positions in a digital marketing firm called Refruit. And um, we also have a placement of another student who is not actually related in terms of the web development skills, but he had his own kind of a, a background in accounting. And we've connected him to an accounting firm as well. Again, remote work. So these are these are kind of uh, small success stories for us that we kind of want to keep leveraging and moving into. And just like I was saying again, Jace, uh, in the Creatives at Works network or 
and any other person listening in this uh, podcast, if you feel that there is something you want to explore with us, please contact us and we can definitely find a bespoke way we can both work together and collaborate. Mm, right, great. So like you have actually a very agile way of working with different partners. So I think just now you brought up a very good point about the ecosystems, right? So um, mm-hmm. in terms of the policy as well as the regulation framework, I'm just wondering, is that um, going to... Are you looking at also changing some of the policy to make it a more conducive environment? I don't think we have any uh, um, regulatory or bureaucratic kind of hurdles that we have to face in in regards to our people being able to be be remotely work or anything. I think um, we have no issues in in terms of like hiring and uh, hiring and basically the working like that. In fact, it's quite favorable. I don't think we have any too many requirements also for firms that are hiring outside of Bhutan. The only true kind of uh, hurdle that we have is kind of our payment systems. So as of now, uh, Bhutan is, we are, I think what I've heard is that we're still trying to get certain um, payment gateways like through PayPal and I think Stripe, these are different payment gateways that we're trying to have access to. But as of now, we do not have formal um, relations with these two companies. And unfortunately, they are not payment uh, uh, they're not payment methods that we can utilize. And PayPal is actually one of the things that I think is critical for a nation to, uh, well, a nation, but like an area to, uh, for a freelancer to have access to being able to remotely work. So as of now, all payment is done via uh, bank transfers and everything. So that's basically our major challenge as of now. We really need to make the ability to pay and the movement of money become a little easier instead of just via bank transfers and credit cards and everything. So that's Great. something that we're also working on as of now. So I just have one last question for you before I let you go. So what advice yeah, or encouragement do you have for aspiring creative professional in this region? I would say please continue to draw upon the rich and opulent culture of our whole Asian you know, continent. You know, we, we have so much art and, you know, uh, art and culture and we have civilizations that are some of the oldest in the world you know and we already draw into it so much you know it's, it's almost like a living culture it did not almost it is a living culture in all of us and it influences in our art and everything so please continue to draw upon that and through that you know that that longevity of our, of our culture as you know as people from this continent draw upon the fact that humanity has also faced great calamity before this and it has emerged stronger and more resilient and more vibrant also. So this too shall pass and keep honing your skills and adapt to the current teams and continue to be the zeitgeist of the entire world. Thank you for your time. If you enjoy our show, do let us know by clicking the like button or leave a comment below. Subscribe and hit the bell so you won't miss out on our next interview and follow us on Instagram. And we will actually include uh, contact um, details, right? So that you can actually reach out to Wong Chu as well, um, especially for those who are actually looking for freelancers to actually, um, you know, um, notify or actually get in touch with Wong Chu directly as well. So until then, take care and we will talk soon. Bye. Thank you, Wong Chu. Thank you so much, Jess. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, everybody.